When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. What up everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brothers Brandt podcast. Episode 3636, Elvis Costello, The Police and the Brant Bros were born. Episode 35 was fantastic. The Brooklyn Nets, Aziz Ansari. But here Rick and I are going to take a time machine and bring you guys back, way back, to when the brothers Brant were born. And this is when I was 18, Rick was 19. We're flashing all the way back to August 3rd, 2008. This was the police concert. So this is the police concert and Elvis Costello opening up for the police. Now, Rick, this story's insane, right? It's not just the police concert. It is one of their last ever concerts. It's in our backyard at PNC Bank Art Center in Homedale, New Jersey, a venue that we were very, very familiar with over the years, having attended dozens and dozens of shows with our friends. So the culmination of us going to this epic event came together for, I'd say, a couple years. We were big police fans, which was kind of rare for teenagers, you know, growing up in the early 2000s to be really into the police. They're kind of an older band. But you and I are, well, a little unique, shall I say. We were loving on the police for years. And when we saw this on the calendar, we knew we had to go to the show. And Rob, 
we didn't plan for it to be as legendary as it turned out to be, but it was so legendary that I think it's the backbone to who we are, the brothers brand and all we've done. Couldn't agree more. Backbone of the brothers brand, for show, definitely, thousand percent. Everything we've done in the in our in our lives can be drawn back to the police concert, I feel like. And you know, just to elaborate, Rick and I got our hands on the greatest hits album of the police back when we were in high school, commuting to soccer practice and, and high school and all that. And we would just play that thing nonstop. Now, I'm, our listeners, you know, they may not know the, who the police are, so I'm just going to bust out some history of trivia right here. Tuck it away, guys. Enjoy this trivia. Soak it up like a sponge. And then we're going to jump right into the story. So I got to give you context. The police started in 1977, and they went till 1986. And then they went on a hiatus for 20 years. But in those 10 years that they were together, they were known as the second British invasion. So they're from London, came over to the US, rocked the world. They play like reggae, rock, funk, combination, crazy stuff. That's why Rick and I loved it. And they, um, they crushed it. The Grammys, they've won six Grammys. Rolling Stones have put them in the top 100 Immortals greatest bands of all time. They're number 70 in the greatest bands of all time from the Rolling Stones. VH1 has ranked them the 40th best band ever um, in the top 100. They have so many classics, so many classics. Uh, they have every breath you take. Every breath you take, every move you make. You know what I'm talking about. Message in a bottle, so lonely that just to me, Rick and I were talking about it, just hits different. And that's my favorite song from them. Uh, they got all these, Don't Stand So Close to Me, Can't Stand Losing You, Man in a Suitcase, Invisible Sun. And they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2003. Now, Elvis Costello, the opening act, no slouch either. He's been ranked one of the best performers of all time, and he's also a Hall of Fame inductee in 2003. So they got inducted into the Hall of Fame together. They played around the same time from 77 to like 89, took a hiatus, and now they're back. It's the reunion tour. It's the 30-year reunion tour. This thing is as hype as hype can get. For any police fan, sold out in minutes. And this was the third to last concert that the police ever played, ever played. August 3rd, and then August 4th and 5th, they played Jones Beach. And then August 6th, they wrapped it up at Madison Square Garden, put a bow on their careers, and said, that's it. So Rick and I saw them at an unbelievable time. And Rick, dive into it. PNC, August 3rd, 2008, we roll up. What time do we get there? Well, Rob, we always, always get to events early. That's the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. When you're going to a sporting event, a concert, any sort of situation, if your schedule allows for it and you can accommodate or coordinate a schedule to get there hours in advance, you do it. Because good things happen when you arrive early. Now. 
what ended up happening was kind of interesting because I had a real good friend of mine back in high school, growing up as kids, a dear friend of mine, his name was Sean. And Sean, Sean was a very reliable friend. He really was a good friend. We spent many of years together and just wanted you to understand this was a good friend. It wasn't just some acquaintance, somebody that I didn't really know that well. This guy, I could pretty much always count on. So again, August is the concert. I'd say probably back in June or early July, I'm talking with Sean. We're discussing upcoming shows at PNC. We all want to go to, we want to see. We used to go to PNC three, four, maybe five times a summer seeing different shows. So he and I, along with my brother, said, all right, we got to go. We got to see the police play. And he goes to us, yeah, you know what? My dad's a big police fan. He's getting like a dozen tickets and I definitely can get us tickets. So let's all like plan to either go together or meet up and we'll go to the police concert and my dad will get all these tickets for us. It'll be great. So now we're stoked. Now we're going to see the police. We got free tickets. We're going with our buddies. This is going to be awesome. And this was the plan for weeks leading up to the event. Even the day of, straight up, like that morning, we were talking like, we're going to the show. And all of a sudden, the dude, my buddy Sean, just falls off the face of the earth. I couldn't get a hold of him. Um, reached out to him at his house. like. We were in high school, uh, college, and like he was just a no-show. But Rob and I, probably say maybe around 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we were like, we're just still going to go. We're going to go. We're going to scalp tickets. We're going to find a way to go to the show. So, Rob, we rolled into PNC. It was still sunny out. Uh, I remember people were tailgating. Like The atmosphere was starting to build. You could feel the buzz. And, and we rolled in, we parked our car, and having been to many concerts before at PNC, we've bought tickets before, either at the ticket window box office, we bought tickets from other tailgaters. So, so Rob, walk our listeners through what went down when we arrived without any tickets. Yeah, and you're right, Rick. We would roll up, bring like 15, 20 bucks with us, 30 bucks with us, buy a ticket at the gate. Um, we had no context to what I just laid out about the history of the police and Elvis Costello. So we go up to the, the, the will call, the ticket window, and, you know, teenage kids, we just go right up. Hey, uh, can we get two tickets to the grass for the police? And they're like, they just start laughing. And I'm like, why are you guys laughing? Like, it's been sold out for like eight months to a year. Like <laughs> we've been sold out forever. Like there's no way you're getting tickets from here. And we're like, ah, shit, we gotta find another way. So we're like, all right, no big deal. We'll, we'll, we'll go around, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can scalp tickets or find somebody that has extra tickets. And PNC is a, a massive parking lot, you know, huge parking lots. And we were on a mission to find people that we knew. When we went to other concerts, like you just, we're going to go there on a Friday without calling anybody, maybe go with a couple of your buds and run into 20 or 30 people from your high school that you knew. And we just thought that was going to be this, the scene, but it wasn't because the police are older. So we were by far the youngest people there. I think we were the only teenagers there. 
and we're circling the parking lots trying to find Sean Paya's dad so that we can get these tickets from him. <laughs> we're yelling out, Tom, Tom Paya, Tom Paya, where you at? Can't find him. Desperation. The sun is setting. The, t- the clock is ticking. We start to find a scalper and we go up to a scalper. We're like, oh, okay, great. We'll, we'll get a ticket from him. And the scalper goes, all right, how much you got? How much you got? And collectively, Rick and I only had 80 bones to our name. And we just go, we got 80. He goes, he goes, what? I, I could only sell you one ticket for 130, bro, <laughs> to even make money. <laughs> and we're like, all right, not going to work out. <laughs> and the sun is setting. You know, it's getting closer to Elvis Costello taking the stage. Rick and I are like, all right, we got to make some moves. We got to make some moves. And we try a desperation heave of a circle again doesn't pan out and then rick what do we do walk the listeners through this because this is just madness rob we're getting as desperate as it can be i mean we're pretty much as close to having to pack it in and head back home because there there's nothing we're not getting any luck in the parking lot we spent hours hours and then and then as you know like we're walking around we see these two girls that are around our age right and these girls, they they had these shirts on that said Live Nation on them. We all know what the employees of an event look like, the event staff personnel of a sporting event or concert look like. They've got the polo shirts on. They they stand out. It's a just a distinct color. It's got the big block staff lettering on the back of it. And we spot these two girls that are around our age and we approach them and we said to them, we go, girls, we are getting desperate. We really want to go to this show. We don't have any tickets. Could we buy your shirts from you? Like straight up, we'll give you 80 bucks cash right now if we can buy your shirts. And, and both and, the girls. And we said we would throw them back over the fence once we got in. That's true. We just needed to get into the venue. And then we'd give them their shirts back. But they were like, we'll sell you the shirts. Like, we'll, this transaction can go down, but it has to be after the show because we need these shirts. We can't just like, this, this is like our job. We'll get fired. And we were like, yeah, you're probably right. That's, that's probably not something that you should be doing. <laughs> so, but keep this in mind for the, you listeners out there. Those two girls were, they just played a funny role as the, day and evening and the concert went on so keep that story in the back of your mind with these two girls that are around our age because it wouldn't be the last time that we'd bump into them rob no so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it right back to them rick and i hop in line rick you know in front of me i remember it like it was yesterday even though it was 12 years ago and just because it was so nuts and we're, we're getting through security and they pat us down to make sure we don't have any metal stuff on us and put us through the metal detector. And, you know, we're right there. We got to hand them the tickets. And who's scanning the tickets at this point? The two girls that we asked to buy their shirts. And Rick looks at me, looks back and just goes, Rob, it's the girls. It's the girls we tried to buy the shirts off of. And Rick goes, follow my lead. And Rick and I are boys now, best buds. Uh, but, you know, when we were teenagers, we got into a lot of fights. So he goes, follow my lead. And I knew what he was talking about. And 
Rick takes the lead and it's the two girls and they, they ask us, they go, did you guys get tickets? And we, and, and Rick goes, yeah, we got tickets, but then I gave them to my brother and he lost them. And I go, I didn't lose them. You lost them. And we get into this like yelling, fake yelling match, this scene, like cursing at each other. He's like, you're an asshole, dude. You're an, why would you do that? Why would you lose them? Really getting into it, really playing it up. And these, and the line is backing up. Their line's backing up because we're holding it up. And the two girls look Rick and I in our eyes and just goes, did you guys really lose those tickets? And we just straight up lied right to their face and say, yep. <laughs> and no point did we ever have tickets. And they go, they go, all right, all right, just come on in, come on in. And they waved us in <laughs> and we got in and then we just kind of booked it to the grassy hill at PNC Bank Art Center. Rob, that, that banter that we had there probably was no more than two to three minutes tops, but it was so great. Our exchanges were good. You and I were both like sweating a little bit. We were like, it was almost like the girls weren't even there. You and I were legitimately yelling at each other because we really, I don't was, know if we're good. good it, was like something you, it was like something you said just triggered an emotion of, of my like childhood and just started yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though. So the girls, they, they slide us in. We don't have any tickets. Now we're sitting on the grass hill. And for those of you who haven't been to PNC Bank Art Center, in Homedale, New Jersey. I highly recommend it when live events are a thing again, because it's a great venue. They just renovated it actually in the last year or so. But basically I'll try to describe it for you. It's an amphitheater. It's a, a semi outdoor theater. So picture like a lower bowl of, I think it's around 10 to 12,000 seats. And it's covered, those seats are covered, the stage is covered. And then there's a big lawn, a big hill, and uh, it's all grass. And by the end of the summer, it's pretty much all dirt, but just because it gets trampled so much by all the spectators and concert goers. But that lawn area is a spot where you put down your blankets, your lawn chairs, uh, depending on what concert it is. Maybe you're just standing shoulder by shoulder, but the place is absolutely packed. It's like we've talked about one of the last ever police concerts. They're playing with Elvis Costello, who, Rob, I still remember it. I thought Elvis was fantastic that night. It was great. I remember watching it on the lawn. I was like, damn, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but he is crushing it. Yeah, yeah. He was, I know, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. We were naive. We were teenagers. We truthfully didn't understand the magnitude of the police. We just had a CD that we really liked. We were <laughs> what up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. <laughs> we're going to play the songs we, 
heard on the CD for the oh, last Oh, we were going to be pissed if they didn't play the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. Well, they pretty much did. They and, did. All right. So let's get back to our escapade because it didn't stop there. We didn't just get into a concert without tickets. We took it many steps further. So we're sitting on the lawn and we're like, this is great. Elvis is wrapping up. It's going to be the changeover. The police are about to come on. Like, let's get some really good seats. Let's get closer to the band. And there's two ways to get down from the lawn area onto the lower concourse area, the lower bowl seating. And we attempted, I recall, going down one of the sides. It wasn't a successful venture. We didn't really come prepared. We weren't, you know, game planning. Uh, we basically got denied. So we had one other option, and that was to walk to the other side of PNC and to try to go in through that entrance area where ushers were checking tickets and um, the sun had been basically, it was dark at this point now. It was, I would classify it as dark. And the changeover, as anybody knows during a concert, is a chaotic time. It's maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes tops. But there's a lot of transition. People are getting up out of their seats. They're going to the bathrooms. They're getting food. Uh, maybe some people are just getting there. So, like, there's a lot of things going on. But so I just want to try to paint the scene for you. There was chaos during this time period in the area where Rob and I are trying to basically get into without any tickets. Now, earlier that summer, just the week before, I had gotten a chance to see the Goo Goo Dolls, who I'm a big fan of. You are as well, Rob. I know a lot of our listeners out there enjoy the Goo Goo Dolls. And I had a ticket stub from that concert just the week prior. It happened to be in my wallet. So when the usher asked for my ticket, I happened to pull it out. I think I might have had my thumb on the band's name but the seat location looked right. And he said, all right, come on in, come on in. But Rob, you didn't have a ticket stub. What did you do? No, I didn't have a ticket stub like you did. Uh, so he denied me. So 0 for 2 on the entrances. However, it is very chaotic. So he was standing where everybody was going down into the seats. There was another aisle behind him that people were coming up. So what I did was just nonchalantly went around the barricade and ducked in behind him through the crowd of people that were coming up and he didn't see me. And then I reunited with you. <laughs> Fantastic. Cause I got to admit, Rob, 12 years ago, and I still remember very well, I thought we had split. I thought you weren't getting in. I wasn't sure if I was going to be watching the police by myself. Uh, you just uh, weren't able to get in right away, but I love your tenacity, very resilient. And that's what we're teaching out there to our listeners. You got to be resilient. You're going to get denied. It happens to the best of us, but don't give up. Keep being persistent. You want to get down there. You want to be a part of the action. You'll find a way. Rob found a way that night and it didn't stop there, ladies and gentlemen. No, it did not. So here we go. All right, we're in now the lower seating area. Now, within the seating area, there's a concourse that divides the seating. So I called the number before 
15,000 people, you know, seats. Let's say there's 7,000 seats in the lower, lower seated area. And then up top, let's say there's 8,000 seats. I don't know if that's a good, accurate. Um, what are you going to give them the seat count, Rick? You going to give them the seat count over here? There I'm is 5,000 below and 10,000 up. Move on. Right, Carry on. Right. Carry on. All right. So we're walking this concourse, and this is a wide concourse here. And we're walking the concourse, and we're saying to ourselves, all right, we got no tickets to the show. We've bypassed the lawn now, and we're basically in a pretty optimal situation. We can either try to push the envelope now and go down close, close to the band and the stage, or we can settle for some second tier seating, which is still phenomenal seating. And as we're walking the concourse and we've decided now we wanna make our way towards that second tier seating, who do we run into at this concourse? The same girls that we tried buying their shirts off of, the same girls that let us in without any tickets, and the same girls who know damn well that we don't have any tickets, yet now we are sitting in a ticketed area. We are amongst people that have purchased tickets to this event, and their reaction was priceless. It literally was, what the hell are you two doing down here? You don't even have tickets to the show. <laughs> so good. And then, so, and then we shrug our shoulders and just go, I don't know. Can you help us find some seats? <laughs> and they actually helped us find some seats. They escorted us to two open seats. And they go, as soon as people get here, you guys got to get the hell out. And they, they escorted us to the, uh, to the top section. So we're sitting like three or four rows back from the concourse. So we have phenomenal seats that we did not pay for. That when we talked to the people around us, it sounded like they were going for like $300, $400 a pop. Uh, Rob, Rob, you were asking people, you're like, hey, so how much did you pay for these tickets? And uh, they would say that and you'd be like, and I'd look at you and our eyes would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Man, these people are going to be pissed when they show up to their seats and there's two kids sitting in them. <laughs> but Rob, I also remember we were sitting next to a really fantastic, lovely, nice couple. Mm -hmm. They, I'll say maybe we're in their 40s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were just so wonderful, so nice. Uh, the lady was just one of the most attractive people you could think of. Just a dime, gorgeous. an absolute dime. And we started, I don't know who's our personality, my good looks, but like we started hitting it off with not just her, but her husband. So the four of us are just making great conversation. It's still the transition. The police haven't yet started to play yet. So there's that period where you can communicate without having a screen. And so we were sitting, we couldn't have been sitting for more than 10, 15 minutes. And next thing I know, I look down while I'm talking with the husband, and Rob, you are being fed ice cream by this gorgeous lady on her spoon. Her, she's literally scooping her ice cream and feeding it into your mouth, and you're going, mmm, that is delicious. Can I have some more? <laughs> yeah, we just started chit-chatting. One thing led to another, and yada, 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 got some ice cream. Got some ice cream out of it. 
<laughs> yada yada yada. Listen to you with this Seinfeld reference. I love yada 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 all over the best part. <laughs> so 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 you're getting ice cream. We're having a great time with these guys, and then boom, place goes wild. The police enter. You know, everybody knows that when the main show starts, the lights shut down, dim. The uh, band comes out. The music gets loud. The crowd goes wild. Everybody on their feet. The electricity that night, Rob, I can still feel it running through my veins. Oh, and man, I'm getting jacked up right now. Dude, the show was great. They did play their greatest hits. And we knew basically all the lyrics to all the songs because we've been listening to them for years now. And we would fit right in with the rest of the crowd. And it just kept getting better. And, and what was so unique about this, Rick, is you, d- you described it so perfectly. Um, you have these diehard police fans. So as soon as Message in the Bottle starts hitting the, hitting the, hitting the, the stereo and bumping, they, everybody takes to their feet and is standing. And that was crucial for us hanging out with them the rest of the night because the people's seats that we were sitting in came back and i remember this exactly looking at the husband and wife and just going and we hinted at them we go yeah we kind of snuck into this place we snuck into the into the venue then we snuck down here these on our seats and like we were already like planning how we would figure it out like if they if like the people came and god bless that husband and wife they were absolutely fantastic and that we all stood so we straight up did like a prom thing where they like half turned they both half turned and we half turned and it was four of us just half turned with our shoulders facing the stage (laughs) rob rob i call that doubling up that's a term called doubling up that i i like to think of in these situations (laughs) it's rare it doesn't always happen you don't very often get a wonderful couple like we got sitting next to you i mean we're not in our seats we don't even have tickets but these guys went above and beyond to make sure we enjoyed our experience because of the bonding mm-hmm. the rapport that we had built in that short period of time allowed for us all to do the half turn all for us to be rubbing up you know enjoying the show that's what a concert is all about i think that's what people right now in the pandemic are are missing that's what they're just craving to get back to so good like 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 you know good music bad music who cares as long as you're rubbing up against somebody you know exactly a little sweat here and there nobody minds that's what it's all about music in the air yeah great time so so here's something else too ladies and gentlemen rob and i have been persistently looking for people that we know we started out in the parking lots looking for sean paya's dad we couldn't find him or anybody else at any of the tailgates we were as we were watching costello on the lawn we had our next turn we were looking around constantly trying to find anybody anybody that we knew but no the whole time we couldn't find one person which was so rare because we normally like you said earlier rob would run into dozens of friends at pnc Mm -hmm. i get the whole age difference but still we weren't even bumping into friends' parents. So it was, it was bizarre. But we didn't give up. And this is where the story, I'd say, gets to its climax, where it just gets to its, 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 its peak. Because 
we didn't stay in those seats half turned for too long. And Rob, so here we are. The show is going on. The show is fantastic. And for the listeners out there, the police did something which is very rare for bands to do. They did a double encore. They did two encores. Normally, you get the one encore. You never get the second encore. In fact, I go out on a limb, Rob, and say this is the only concert I've ever been to where a band did do a double encore. And so this is a long show. We probably spent two hours in those seats, half turned, rubbing up, dancing, <laughs> screaming, singing, having a great time. And then a, a good friend of mine, Rob, uh, his older brother, as you'll recall, named Ryan McKenna, walks the concourse. So we're only like two rows, three rows off the concourse. And I see Ryan McKenna. I spot him. I say, Ryan. He says, Rick. And there was a brief little exchange, but not much. And I remember, Rob, he was heading up to go get some food or drinks. And then probably no more than 10, 15 minutes later, he comes back down. And as he's coming back down, that's when you and I pulled a classic Brothers Brant episode, because that's when we abruptly said goodbye and thank you very much to the couple that we had spent basically the last two hours with. And we didn't walk, I don't think to like the aisle. I think I remember us like, jumping over the seats, jumping over the railing to get to the concourse. And then we basically hopped on Ryan's coattails. I can't say for sure he ever actually extended the invitation and said, hey, come with me down to the front. We've got great seats right in front of the stage. I don't think Ryan ever did that. In fact, I know Ryan never did that. <laughs> now, here's the interesting thing. Yes, we jumped on his coattails. Ryan had a bunch of food in his hands, which we've mentioned at, at, at going to games. Having food in your hands is a good thing when you're trying to you know, blow by ushers. So he goes by the usher. He's got his ticket and all that stuff, whatever. Rick and I skirt by, and, uh, and Ryan is down there with his uncle, not his dad. Now, it's very important to know this for, for, um, for, for you guys, I wish I had known it on that day because his, uh, his uncle and his dad are twins. They're identical twins. So Ryan went down and we're on his coattails. The usher goes, hey, where are your tickets? And we go, oh, no, where are them? Where were them? Where are them? And we go down and we get to the, I think it was first or second row. And Ryan McKenna's uncle was the mayor of a town called Red Bank. So we were like, yeah, we're with the mayor, we're with the mayor. Like, we're not with the mayor. And, uh, and I'm hanging out with Ryan, Rick, and, his, and Ryan's uncle. And we're like couple row, we're a couple rows away from Sting. People pay thousands of dollars for this. Rick and I got into the place scot-free. <laughs> and uh, we're rocking out, like music's blaring, having a ball. And I just go up to Ed. I go up to, uh, to Ed I'm friendly with Bill. Bill came to a lot of my soccer games. I didn't realize it was Ed, and I give him the old rub-a-dub-dub on the head, freaking out when a song's going on, and he's just, like, loving it, basking in it, and uh, I'm happy he went along with it. I looked at you, Rob. I go, did you just do that to a man you've never met before? And, and, and he did. 
He straight up rubbed the guy's hair several times. There was multiple strokes. But you know what? It didn't matter. It was a part of the moment. Everybody was feeling good. I'm sure there was a few cocktails involved that night for everybody that was there. And uh, it was just a great time. As I mentioned, there was multiple encores. So it just kept getting better and better and better. The show was outstanding. For all you listeners out there, if you haven't been regularly listening to the police, I recommend you look into it. They've got some great music. It's timeless. You'll enjoy it for the rest of your lives. And Rob, we really have enjoyed that experience over the last decade. And now a dozen years later, we're still putting a lot of that stuff into practice on a regular basis when we're going to sporting events. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot can be taken away from it. A lot to unpack there. Epic time at PNC Bank Art Center. I'm going to go out on record and say it was my favorite experience at PNC Bank Art Center and the most absurd experience there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in wherever, whenever. And God bless you. We're out. My name is Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.